Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Kathy Hackle here, the host of Adweek's Metaverse Marketing Podcast. While we wait for season three to debut later this year, we wanted to drop some bonus episodes to get you excited about what's coming. In this bonus episode, we interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk for season three. Gary needs no introduction, and we talked about everything from Metaverse, Web3, AI, and beyond. I hope you enjoy this bonus episode with Gary V. Uh, so wanted to start off, in one of your recent videos, you said that in the internet in 1999, the stocks declined because those companies were built on the gold, on gold rush greed. You know, the t- but the technology they had changed our lives forever. You know, NFT technology is going to change our lives forever. Tell me more about what that looks like to you and how will NFT technology change our lives forever? Decentralized contracts just make a lot of sense because they're non-alterable. They're stored in it. I mean, we literally still have this incredible misunderstanding that a lot of contracts are stored by centralized servers run by companies or organizations that potentially vulnerable, right? Even in accepting that some municipalities and and frameworks are built on technology, a lot of things are still built on paper. And so like, it just seems very obvious to me, like deeds and Mm -hmm. title insurance and things of that nature make so much sense. And that's mundane, that's like boring, but I think that will be in the NFT form. That's a non-fungible token that has the contract. I also think things like airline tickets used to be paper, now they're QR codes, I don't see why people can't see how easy it would be for that to be an NFT. And then NFTs that sit with royalties. You know, you think about a Starbucks mug. You can see all the collectibles behind me. Like Starbucks puts out these mugs, they sell them for 20 bucks around the world, whatever it costs. Then you go to eBay and they're selling for $95 because it's a rare one from Sri Lanka. Well, Starbucks doesn't participate in that even though they're original IP holder, but a musician when their song is played has the publishing rights Mm -hmm. and the royalties. The publishing royalties framework for all things just seems logical to me and I think is in the vested interest of the IP creator. And so I think you're gonna see that happen and that will lead to creativity. Now all of a sudden Delta during November when they're supporting Susan Jake B. Komen Foundation, instead of just like their tickets being pink, they may commission seven artists that are dealing with survivors from breast cancer, all of which design our NFT tickets. There's an NFT reader at the Delta Hub, now just like 
We have scanners that read QR codes now. Mm-hmm. And what if God forbid, AKA please God willing, one of those artists was 25 and they had this big trauma in their youth with early breast cancer. She goes on to become a she Johnson or, or an, who knows, Jackson Pollock and Andy Warhol, a Banksy, an iconic artist 25 years later. Well, now all of a sudden, no different than me buying an X-Copy Plasma Bear. That's already happened. X-Copy is one of the most important contemporary artists in NFT land. There was a project in 2017 called Plasma Bears. X-Copy designed, I think, two or three of those bears. It was like build a bear, so you had to put it together. There's a couple of complete bears that are X-Copy, and I have one of those. Well, in this story that I'm making up in the future, that becomes a profit center for Delta, and it becomes a profit center for the user. It's When there's something that benefits both, think about the scenario I just said. She goes on to become humongous. People want to collect her art. Her one of her first arts was a November Delta ticket design from 2031. This is now 2052, right? People now go to the open blockchain and start buying up that art as she's building her fame because of some installation she did in Paris and everyone's going nuts. Who benefits? I today, I'll do it right now in real life. I today can go to my wallet on my iPhone and here we go, right? Here is all of my different Delta. As a matter of fact, there you go. Beautiful Delta. (laughs) Yeah, all your airline. And my Delta, right? Like this is rendering useless at this point. Mm -hmm. The thought that if this had a design on it, it was an NFT instead of what the, the QR code, that in 21 years, no different than collecting comic books and sports cards years ago when they weren't worth anything. People bought Superman for five cents for whatever the comic was. And at the time, nobody thought in 480 years I could sell this comic for a million dollars. That's what happened. The thought that that could be an airline ticket. And don't forget, I benefit because I have that airline ticket. So I sell it for $700, that's nice. Delta has a 5% commission on it, you know, royalty. Name, right? It just, why wouldn't every business, by the way, they also supported breast cancer artists. That's lovely. Commissioned them. By the way, that royalty is split between the artist and Delta. There's just a lot of good in what I just said, none of which is bad. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, com- I com- wholeheartedly agree. And I think it's really interesting. Um, I was in Davos a couple of weeks ago, spoke at the annual forum and actually gave a po-op right off I right after I got off stage and I was wondering is this the first po-op giving at a world economic forum event and then I said what can I what what how does this benefit me as a creator how does this benefit the people that are here is it you know in the future they get access to like an exclusive secret chapter right how do you start so, so I love what you're saying because it's about not only the brands benefiting but also the creator and the person that actually owns that, you know, that piece of, 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 of data or memorabilia or whatever you want to call it. So I love that. And to that point, you said, you know, that you families have famously have said that 97 to 99% of NFTs are going to zero. You know, what makes, what makes a winner? Like what, at the end of the day, when we look back 10 years, what is going to be the ones that don't go to zero? What is going to make them different? Is it community? Is it utility? What makes them different? All of the above on the art side, it is that she or he had the magic and got the world to fall in love. I mean, to this day, mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head around a Jackson Pollock. 
I can fully wrap my head around a Jackson Pollock. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Yeah. For me, for me, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Do I, that's the inner me. The outer me fully understands lots of people do. Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Tall, muscles, short hair, freckles, blue eyes, brown eyes. That's just life, right? Yeah. I grew up knowing that because of wine, right? I tasted millions of wines in my life. Not really, but hundreds of thousands, probably. <laughs> probably. People love Opus One. I think it's one dimensional. People don't like Conjuru because it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's the best white wine. Like, and, and you learn along the way that that's how life works. And so to answer your question, for the 1% of artists that just captured everyone's imagination, that will be it. And they're gonna need a promotional DNA. Jackson Pollock, Andy Warhol, Banksy. There's a promotional element, right? And then what I actually think on the other side is just operations. Like Jeff Bezos was better. He was good. He was capable. And that's why Amazon was able to make it through that muckery. The PayPal, Elon, and that crew, they were better. They were just better. They managed their money better. They hired better. They marketed better. They operated better. One of the things that has always kept me, we know a little, we know each other a little bit, Kathy. Like when I started VaynerMedia, a lot of people made fun of me. I was a wine retailer and I'm starting this agency in Adland. And 13 years later, I've built one of the largest independent agencies of all time. I knew that was gonna happen. I know that VFriends is gonna work because I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna do to Toys R Us Macy's collapse. I'm gonna do Reebok collapse. I'm going to do animation. I'm gonna do books. I'm gonna do storytelling. I'm gonna try to build YouTube the way Coco Melon did. I'm gonna try to build books like Golden Books did in the 60s and 70s. I'm gonna try to do things that Fisher Price did. I'm gonna try to do things that Sesame Street did. I'm gonna try to do things that Disney on Ice did. I'm gonna try, try, try. And because I'm an operator and a businessman and a, and a good one, a lot, enough of it's gonna work, much of it's not. And I also care about my consumer and I care about the people that own the NFTs. I'm coming out with a very big innovation soon that I think is gonna create deflationary aspects instead of inflationary aspects that can be healthy and storytelling. So I feel confident and I feel committed. I think one of the reasons I could tell 99 was gonna go to zero is I knew for a lot of people this was flavor of the month. This was gonna be their get rich quick and they were selling real estate or cannabis or CBD or gambling or stocks five minutes ago. For me, going back to the other side of my shelf, whether it's wrestling figures or other things, I've been collecting and thinking about IP. My whole, there's unlimited videos of me in 2009, 10, 11, 12, talking about IP, talking about Star Wars this or wrestling that or Disney this. And so, I mean, my first business interview ever they said, which entrepreneurs do I admire? And I said, from a storytelling standpoint and character development standpoint, Vince McMahon and Walt Disney. That was my first business interview at 22. So this for me was destiny, not, it was just the right platform. No, if I was older, that would have been making cartoons in the 80s to build out toys and other things like Transformers and He-Man. My destiny was that I was of the age where NFTs were the platform. But NFTs, right now, most people think, that NFTs are beanie babies. I keep reminding my friends and contemporaries, NFTs are stuffed animals, which has been a universal product for over 150 years with the world. 
underneath that, there are Beanie Babies, there are Cabbage Patch Kids, there are Raggedy Ann, there are Stife, there is Gund, there is Fly By Night stuff, there's every Squishmallows. Yes, I just need to make sure that NFTs is a macro thing that will win. It's a, the cat's out of the bag, it's too powerful. You're a technologist, it's like technology, it's going to win. QR codes, when I said they were gonna win, looked like something I was wrong about. They weren't winning. 2012 or 15, or I'm trying to think back to, what are we in 2015, 16, 14, feels like that's right. I could be off about a year or two when I would tell my team like, this thing's gonna work, there's no friction. I remember thinking that the default app had to get hot. I remember thinking, I thought that Twitter or I thought YouTube was gonna have it in its app. I didn't think to the point that it would be the default on the camera. Of the well, you probably weren't thinking of a pandemic, right? At that point, like, well, oh, it's gonna make QR codes. To your point of the punchline of the story, had the, the pandemic happens, had Apple and Google not have it as the default on the camera, it wouldn't happen to the degree that it's at. But we got there, then, a, then something happened. And we got there, and now QR codes really do matter. Same thing with NFTs. In the next 12 to 15 years, those, something's gonna happen, and, it's, and then we're gonna be off to the races. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And, and I love what you're mentioning because it's you're playing the long game. I think just like me, I understand this is not about the hype that we're living through today or, you know, whatever is happening. It's the long term and what we build in the trenches. So um, so I absolutely love that. I, I want to ask you a question because this is the Metaverse Marketing Podcast. Like, what are your feelings towards the Metaverse? Like, what do you think about Metaverse? Is it the future of the Internet? Like, what is your take on that? Yeah, and you probably know this because you stay very close to the streets. I've been very cautious on the metaverse part of it from the day one of yapping about this because I think it's early on consumer behavior. Do I believe that VR, especially as the device that delivers the VR continues to get smaller, all the way to the point of like, I don't see a scenario why it wouldn't be contact lenses or something very small. Do I think that that is a real shot? I do. I think when you look at the movies, you know, I was watching a movie the other day that was an era piece. Oh, it was actually the Jeff Bezos low budget Amazon Prime movie about Bezos. And there's a scene there where the, the person's like holding a cell phone and it's like this. And I was smiling and I was like, that makes me feel, that makes me feel like Oculus. Like, like I feel like in 25 years we'll look back at the Oculus and be like, what the hell were people doing? Do I believe that in my lifetime, people will spend meaningful time in VR? I do. I don't think about things about tomorrow. I keep an eye on things about tomorrow. I don't 
focus on yesterday, I try to change a lot of my friends and contemporaries and clients to get away of being religious about yesterday. What I do is I'm a today champion. I focus on today. I don't have any needs for new technologies to come around, though I know they always do. AI, right, right now. But I definitely try to get people off of yesterday, right? Like I told all my friends BlackBerry was gonna lose to the iPhone. They held on for dear life. They liked touching it so much. So I, I'm a champion of today and Metaverse is not here today in my opinion, but I'm keeping a heavy eye on it. No different back to the transition of AI. I've, I looked at so many AI startups three, four, five years ago, two years ago, and almost all of them were API or fake AI. They weren't AI. Now, are you kidding me with this Jasper this and your chat GPD this, and then today I saw a headline about Google Music something that, like, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, are we here. Like, the, it's, it's here now, and now this becomes a conversation about today. No different than last year, NFTs were of today. When billions of dollars and things are being spent, like, that's today. Now, as I was a very unique voice during that time because I came out aggressively saying things were gonna go 99% zero in the hype. That's because I started realizing what people were doing, which was they weren't in it for the technology or the heart of it, they were in it for the money, which is fine. Human nature, I get how humans work. AI is not gonna have that problem. It's not like people are gonna be trading AI, right? So I think AI is gonna have a very nice rise here. It's gonna be interesting to watch. I consider it part of Web3. In some ways, I think all these new technologies will probably get categorized that way. And I'm excited about it. But as far as the metaverse, I really struggle seeing it not being a big part of life. I just don't know if that's seven years from now, three or 22. So I'm always keeping a side eye on it while I focus on what to execute on today. I love that. I feel like I'm focused on the future, but you're a today person. I love that. Well, um, by the way, Kat, like yeah. people, we need everyone. And by the way, I, I love the romance and the principles of a lot of things of yesterday. I just don't like the executions. We need people like you that are really thinking about stuff because it takes a lot of time and energy on that and it, and it helps people think. We need people that like the virtues and the values of yesterday. I like the high touch, non-scalable stuff. Like I'm a big fan of the walking 10 feet of snow, handshake, look a man or a woman in the eye when you talk to them, like curtsy your hat, open the door. I love, I love writing a letter, but I don't wanna put it on a pedestal over writing a text if the words are equally beautiful. So, and what I definitely don't wanna do is when I'm running a business and, and or trying to run awareness for a nonprofit or run for office or try to make something happen, I do not wanna use yesterday's tactics and think they are today. And that brings me to, to, you know, authenticity and being relevant. Like authenticity is part of your ethos. You know, you're, you've, um, you've been amazing at remaining relevant throughout the years, right? What is your advice to brands as they go into Web3 and now generative AI, metaverse, all this? How do they stay relevant in the age of gaming, AI, metaverse, you know, Web3? Like it's just this, this amount of things that are coming at us. Humility is a big one recognizing that the consumer doesn't care about your feelings. Like to me, I'm aware that my bravado, confidence, excitement, joy, competitiveness is very obvious in the way that I communicate. But my patience and humility is not. That's only obvious through my execution. So the reason I've been able to stay 
relevant is it's a lot of humility. I realized that yesterday's success means nothing to the consumer today. Nobody cares that I was right about Twitter anymore. They did in 2007, but that doesn't matter anymore. Nobody, nobody cares that I was right about Google AdWords, but they did in 2003. Nobody cares that I was right about websites. People's cynicism to websites was equal to their cynicism of NFTs today. Nobody, at the time in 2000, I was a genius amongst my peer group and my business friends for doing a website in 97. Today, telling somebody you have a website is laughable. I also always wonder what's in it for them. Notice when you asked me about why NFTs are valuable, I gave you a scenario that was valuable for Delta and valuable for the flyer of Delta. That becomes a guarantee, right? And so I'm really, I really try to stay relevant by staying curious. I never think, I never get high on my own supply. I've had a good run here, thank you for saying that, but I think it could all be over tomorrow if I'm not good. It's kind of like, I think of myself as an athlete sometimes, right? Roger Federer is not Roger Federer that we grew up with 15 years ago, just the nature of how the body works, right? And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and marketers and executives fall into that trap. They, they win for 20 years. They have, they have other things that they want to, and sometimes it's beautiful. They want other chapters of their life. They found love late. They want to spend more time with their adult children. They've recognized that they are burnt out and just need some time. Those, those are beautiful things. For me, I'm very fortunate that I love what I do. And so I want to stay good at it. Why not, right? But that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, but a lot of humility. I really think humility is the secret sauce of staying relevant. It keeps you curious and it keeps you, it keeps you in touch. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I mean, you have the ear of so many people in the business world, so many people in the brand space. You know, when you're thinking about how they market, you know, as things get more and more niche, like what what do you, what are you telling brands? Like how do you work with brands in a moment where it's really difficult, right? In some ways, you know, is it difficult to reach their audiences right now? Yeah, it's very 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 important for people to understand that the marketing landscape has changed. The internet that we all grew up with is changing. iOS 14.5 really hurt a lot of marketers. They don't know what to do now that they can't cookie everyone and remarket. Creativity and ideas and creative strategy, I think, is at the forefront now. And that's very hard and most people have been dismissing it for the last 20 years. You have a big problem. The creative and digital was an aftermath to the math. And in traditional, the ideas weren't built on merit. It was a can lion's ad week, ad age, like it was headlines. The currencies were broken. None of it was consumer centric. Mm -hmm. And now you've got this landscape that's social first, yeah. brand building, and most people aren't good at it. It's hard. And it's never been harder to be a good marketer. Like it's insane how much effort I have to put into it. And I have a lot of natural talents at it. I have infrastructure. And I think it goes back to the things we were talking about, which is I have a lot of empathy, like how brands are built, the tried and true is being challenged. These, a lot of the principles were not written when the internet existed. The internet now is at full scale. The layer of communication on the internet is built. It's called social media. It's completely changed the world politically, socially. And Madison Avenue is trying to fight reality. And the entire industry does not take social creative serious enough. And it's been to their peril of market share. People have grown through supply chain, distribution, marketing, product innovation, M&A, but most Fortune 5000 companies are not growing because of marketing 
And as a matter of fact, it's it's actually helping a lot of them decline or lose market share. And I want to be a champion of someone who brings that perspective and reality and insight to my partners. And I'm proud that Vayner keeps clients for such a long time. It's not because of my good looks. I promise you that. It's not that because <laughs> that's not the whole thing. Well, yeah, I mean, Pepsi has been with you guys for such a long time, right? There's Pepsi like- and Chase. I mean, the amount of, you know, we're only 13 yeah. years old and the amount, Diageo, the amount of five plus year clients we have yeah. is on and on and on. Mondelez, some of these have been now mm-hmm. nine, 10 years. So like, we're really proud of that. And I think it's because we really are playing it differently. We think that the cost of creative is too expensive. We think that comms planning needs much more significant planner strategy that's contemporary. And we'll continue to push that. I know we have one minute left. So I do want to ask you about fashion and luxury. That's a space I work, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. launching a few uh, like connected fashion collections in the, in the coming, mo- coming awesome. months. Why do you think fashion has been a first mover in Web3 gaming and everything that's happening? I think the fashion industry has been very affected by the last 30 years of streetwear collaborations at high fashion. If you look back to 30, 40 years ago, the Gucci's and the Versace's and Louis Vuitton's and Balenciaga and on and a Prada, the thought of them doing collaborations with hoodie brands and sneaker brands from the streets of New York and LA would have been like laughable. I think that industry has felt the effects of relevance. And so I think they're moving fast because they get it, right? You look at, look at the Tiffany Nike collaboration. That's because the human being, right? Ruba behind it gets it. And so, and she gets it because she comes from streetwear. And so I think that they sense in this modern technology an ode to hip hop culture, to streetwear, and I think they smell it. And I'm very impressed by LVMH and others on seeing it. And, uh, and it's real. And they're going to benefit from it. 100%. Well, Gary, thank you so much for your time. It's been great chatting. Kat, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode featuring Gary Vaynerchuk. You'll hear from Gary and many other leaders in the industry in season three coming later this year. Stay tuned for more bonus episodes coming soon. And remember to subscribe and like to the podcast. See you in the metaverse. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.